By now, most of us are familiar with the concept of affiliate marketing. It is basically being paid to promote a product or service using your own network and influence. And yes, you do have influence. Being paid to promote something that you actually like to people who trust your recommendations is a pretty cool gig and many of the programs and products that you already use and love offer affiliate programs. Rick McGinnis has been an affiliate marketing guru for nearly a decade, with most of that time managing affiliate programs for other brands. He believes in growing sales the right way for his clients, and Rick is the president and founder of Bearcat Media, an affiliate marketing agency. At Bearcat Media, they are all about driving the right results for each client, and he has recently run a whole event dedicated to affiliate management best practices for brands called Affiliate Management Expo. I am really looking forward to this conversation with Rick today, and I think you're about to learn a whole lot about affiliate marketing, whether you are running an affiliate marketing program yourself for your business, or if you're thinking about being an affiliate as an individual. So let's get started. You're listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. Around here, we believe that taking imperfect action rules. So we're creating space for you to dive in and fast track your success one workshop at a time. Now, refill your coffee cup, grab your notebook, and get ready to join in on your weekly training, listen to meaningful conversation, and learn from industry experts. Here's your host, Kelly Lawson. Hello, Rick. How are you doing? I'm really excited to talk to you about affiliate marketing today. Hi, Kelly. It's wonderful to be here. I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So why don't we start with the most foundational question? How did you become an expert in affiliate marketing? This is a question I get a lot. And it's basically, I fell into affiliate marketing. This is about 10 years ago. I was unemployed pharmaceutical sales representative. My wife was about to give birth to my oldest daughter and she was going to be out on, on leave. So we really had like no money coming in and I had to figure something out quick. And I was just trying to go online to find out how I can make money online. I wasn't trying to make money quick or unethically. I was just trying to find a way to make recurring revenue. And affiliate marketing came up. So I was doing research. I built an affiliate site around baby products since I was going to be a new dad. So I figured it goes hand in hand. And I started reviewing baby strollers. So what I would do is I'd go to the, the nearest like Babies R Us or Buy Buy Baby Stores, buy the strollers, review them, then take them back. And then I would link them to Amazon. It, it took a few months, but I started making money. I was making a few hundred dollars and a few thousand dollars a month. And then one day I just decided that I want to see what the other side's like working on behalf of the brands. So I just got a list of companies that manage programs for brands and just called them, see if they need to help. And luckily I had one person say yes. And I was with her for a couple of years. Then I went and managed more programs with another agency. And then I branched off on my own. So a lot of this was just accidental and just me just trying to figure things out and find different ways to find what I really enjoy in affiliate marketing. But I knew affiliate marketing was the place, but I didn't know where. Being an affiliate is fine, but it, it is a lot and everything changes, all the Google algorithms and all that change. So you got to be on top of that all the time. But being on the brand side is where I enjoy being. And basically, that's how I started here. 
So you went from being an affiliate yourself to recruiting affiliates. Is that, do I understand that correctly? Yep, that, that's exactly it. So yeah, I started out with as an affiliate, then I went over to the brand side and I knew how the affiliates worked. I knew how, I knew what they were motivated by and how they operated. So it was easier for me to grow affiliate programs since I, I was on that side as well. Yeah, I love it. So why don't we just like take it back a step in case anybody who's listening isn't 100% clear what it means to be an affiliate marketer. What exactly is affiliate marketing? So affiliate marketing is, uh, this is as simple as I can put it, is a brand will engage with an independent marketer to promote their product or service for a commission or a flat fee or whatever per lead, however it is. But that's, that's simply put, you just, the affiliates are not payrolled on the brand side. They're contractors, so to speak, and they promote many brands, but they work with the brands to promote their product or service and only get paid when a conversion happens. And that's why affiliate marketing is one of the top acquisition channels in marketing now is just it's a performance base. So you only pay when a conversion happens. And, and that's where brands are starting to realize that their money can be invested more wisely in, in this channel. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard not to see the win-win scenario here because I think we can all think of a time when you're walking down the street and five people that day tell you how much they love your sweater or your outfit and you're telling them where you bought it and you're thinking, if only I could make a few bucks every time I recommend this sweater, well, this is kind of it, right? And then on the flip side, for the business owner, it's like, well, there's certain customers that you know are influential and that you know have a really robust network and are influencing purchases. So it's a way to incentivize them, but also to increase your own sales as a vendor. That's absolutely right. And and affiliates come in all shapes and sizes. They they come like influencers, like you said. So your customers who love your brand already, but there are so many different types of affiliates that it would probably be its own podcast, to be honest. But what I can do is I, I have a post that I published recently that lists all the different types of affiliates that brands can work with. And we can share that with the audience as well. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be sure to link anything that we mention in this episode in the show notes. So it's really easy for listeners to locate that after the fact. But I want to talk a little bit more about earning an affiliate income as just an everyday person. So I'm like, I think we're going to have to look at this from two points of view because listeners are also business owners, but I think they're also interested in like, hey, if I can make a little extra money on the side doing this, how do I do it? So can you give a few like basic steps for getting started as an affiliate marketer? Yeah. So in terms of what you just mentioned, the brands, they want to make a little extra money on the side to supplement their income. They all have either software tools that they use that they love. They can promote those to their audiences or or whoever they have following them because most of those tools and service providers do have affiliate programs. So you can make money by doing that. There's so like the products that you use to actually make your products, you can make affiliate commissions on as well. So there's, there's so many different ways, but I just say start simple with the, the actual stuff that you use every day. Like it could be makeup, it could be anything that you use daily that you love because that's what an affiliate marketer is. They just go out there, product that they love and they go out, promote it and they make money by doing it. And that's, it's as simple as you can do it is start out that way. 
And from there, you can just start scaling once you have a base of a few products that you really, really are good at promoting. Yeah. And I mean, I can think of a number of software products that I use and even for photography products that I use. And it's as simple as going to the website and finding that partner link. So sometimes you don't even have to touch base with a person. You can just go find that partner link. And if it's something that you're naturally inclined to recommend to people, and I love that you mentioned that because I think there's a fine line between, you mentioned the ethics of it too. I think there's a fine line between recommending a product that you would wholeheartedly recommend to someone and recommending a product to make money. So, and I think we see that in the influencer world now too, right? So we really want to, I think, be careful how we're promoting things because I suppose that can really wash away your credibility if you're just recommending products to make money instead of recommending products that you truly use and love. Am I right? You're absolutely right. You can tell with a lot of these affiliates and influencers how sincere they are and, and how much they actually do like the product. It's not hard to, to see through it. So you just be careful with that. But what I tell people that are new to affiliate marketing like we just talked about, just find the products that you love. And that's what it comes down to. You do things, you're in your career because you love it. Hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping. But but yeah, you just got to just do things that, that you love. And, and eventually, it'll branch out into other things. But you got to just start with what you know. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe just start paying attention to what products, services, software do you find yourself naturally telling people about? If they're asking you like, hey, your website looks amazing. How did you do that? Well, chances are your web designer maybe has a partner link. And so instead of just sending them there, you could send them via your link. The beauty is that it doesn't cost them anything more. And you get to make like, let's call it like a little tip for sending the business in the direction of the vendor. Well, I'll give you an example. So I just had a client that I'm going to be starting an affiliate program for. And we decided on a platform that they're going to have their affiliate program on. And that platform has a, an affiliate program for companies like myself so that we, when we refer a new client to them, I get a kickback from it, which is a commission. It's basically, I refer the client, they give me, I think it's like $150 just for sending the new client. So it's a win-win and, and affiliate marketing is everywhere. It may not say affiliate marketing, but if you're promoting a product or service or you're mentioning a product or service and you're getting some kind of compensation for it, that's in essence what affiliate marketing is. Yeah. And I mean, it just makes a lot of sense. Like finally, we find ourselves in a world where technology really will help us make a little money off of the things that we're naturally selling in our day-to-day lives anyway. So... Let's change gears a little bit because most listeners are also small business owners and I'm sure that they're thinking about it from that perspective as well. And they're thinking, okay, I've got an amazing customer base and I would love to leverage that with an affiliate marketing program. How can a small business owner get started using this method in their own business? And this is right up my alley. This is what I do every day. So for the small e-commerce stores or even brick and mortar shops that don't have a website yet, this can all relate and it could probably set some things in motion to get a website and things like that. But if you have an e-commerce store, there's no reason why you shouldn't have an affiliate program. There's very little risk. The barriers to entry are low. The cost to get started is lower than any other marketing channel because if you go into paid social, you're going to be spending a lot of money and your results are 
you don't know what you're going to get. You have no idea. You could be spending a lot of money and, and get no ROI where at least with affiliate marketing, you control that because it's a performance base. So you know, you're not going to be spending money until people start sending you sales and setting it up is not as hard as it sounds. You got to just find out what your competitors are doing. So every, everyone has competition. You got to look out, see what they're doing. If they have an affiliate program, find out what commission they're paying, where their affiliate program is located. You want to find out what kind of promotions they run through their affiliate program, things like that, so that you have an idea and you have an understanding of what it's going to take to actually get one started. Because that's the biggest mistake I see brands make, especially small retailers. They don't do any research. They just start a program. They start it on a platform that they don't know if it's fit or not. And then they don't do anything with it. And they think affiliate marketing doesn't work. And then they give up and quit and say, affiliate marketing didn't work for me. But with the proper education and the proper research, setting up an affiliate program, there's no reason why you can't be successful as as long as you take those steps to ensure at the beginning that you're going to be on the right path. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Can you tell us a little bit about like what are some of the standard commissions that are offered by vendors to affiliate marketers? And what are some of the software programs that people can use to help them get started with this? I'll take the commission one first. So I never give a like a set answer because it all depends on the industry, the individual e-commerce stores margins, because you can say, I want to pay 10%, but if you're losing money because of that, it doesn't make sense. You got to figure out what percentage makes sense for you that you're still making money. And it may be 5%, it may be 10%. It doesn't matter, but you got to make sure that you're not losing money and that's where the competitive research comes into. You find out what they're paying and you try and at least match it or exceed it a little bit if you can. So that's my answer for that is just do your research on your competitors and find out your, exactly what your margins can take and then and go from there. Because I see it all the time. Brands go in there, they pay a high percentage and then they have to go and lower it. And that just absolutely kills affiliate programs because the affiliates are like, well, you're paying me, we'll say 20%. Now you're bringing it down to 10%. I'm not going to promote your brand anymore. You broke the trust and now I'm going to go find someone else to promote. So my advice there is never go backwards in your commission, only go up. So if you have to start low and then increase it up a little bit, that's fine, but never start high and go backwards. That's a death sentence for an affiliate program. That makes a lot of sense to me. It's a surefire way to lose people, I think, if you're demoting them right out of the gate. Can you give a few examples of industry standard just to give us like a ballpark idea? Yeah, so for like health and fitness, we'll say, the margins may be a little less depending on their the way they manufacture it. But typically what I see uh, manufacturing like for uh, fitness products is about 10 to 12 percentage right around there for like supplements uh, I, I see anywhere from like five to 15 percent it just uh, it just depends but I've seen some brands in 20 percent but that's that's like really high that, those are for like more like digital products and you can get up in the 30 40 50 percent for for those type of products but for standard like actual physical products the range is probably the most is five to 15% is, is what I typically see. And then from there, like there's usually a base commission. So like a default and then there's tiers based on sales volume. You can increase to like, we'll say it's 5% then you can increase up to 10%. Those are for your high performing affiliates, but the tiers there help motivate 
affiliates to perform better. So again, I didn't give you a solid answer because it just varies, but I, I would say 5 to 15% would be a good range to look at. Absolutely. So let's go to the second question now. What software programs do you recommend, say, if someone has an e-commerce website and they're looking to get started? Because I know from the outside, listening to what you're saying, without understanding the software, it sounds like a logistical nightmare. So I'm just curious to know, how can an e-commerce business owner get started with an affiliate program? It does sound overwhelming, but these the software I'm about to talk about, they really do just about everything. They do all the tracking, they produce all the all the affiliate links, and they do all the reporting. So finding the right one for you is important. And depending on your budget, you can either go with an affiliate network, like a larger one, like here in the United States, there's like ShareSale, CJ, Rakuten, and like those types. But they typically have set up fees ranging from 500 to $3,000. And that, that could be a lot for, the, for small businesses. And then they also take a percentage of each sale as well. So they most of them are 20 to 25%. So you have the startup fee and then you have the each sale they, they take a chunk of. And that comes back to finding out your margins too. They got to factor all that in for these networks too. They got to take their fees and all that too. But then there's actual like software, which we call like in-house platforms where you can pay a small monthly fee for a platform like Refersion. And they do all the same things the affiliate networks do, but they don't take a percentage of the sale. They just charge you a monthly fee. And it, it, it depends. It depends on how big your program is and but you can be anywhere from like 50 to like 150 bucks a month, which is, isn't bad. Then there's, there's some, if they're even more budget friendly, if you have Shopify or like a WooCommerce store, there's apps that plug in. There's one called Affiliately. That one plugs right into your Shopify and WooCommerce store. And I think it's under 20 bucks a month and it does tracking. It does reporting. It provides affiliate links to affiliates. So there's really a wide range from like the, the affiliate lead all the way up to the affiliate networks, but you got to find out what's best for you. The networks are not for everybody. And I don't typically push new people that are starting affiliate programs to the networks just because of the significant upfront cost. I typically put them on the software first and then as their affiliate program scales, then we can move them to a network where they can get more robust features and things like that. So you bought a fancy camera or you're thinking about buying one because it's clear to you that there is no shortage of beautiful moments or things in your life that you'd like to capture beautifully. But the record scratches because all the dials and buttons and settings are standing between you and your life in stunning photos. Well, my friend, I have just the fix. The ultimate photography starter kit. This free resource includes a recommended equipment list, quick start checklist, and a beginner's guide to creating natural poses and candid moments to give you the confidence you need to dust off that fancy camera and start documenting your moments so they can last forever. 
The Ultimate Photography Starter Kit is completely free and it is everything you need to get started. So grab yours today at kellylawson.ca slash starter kit. That's kellylawson.ca slash starter kit. And I can't wait to see your framers in my scroll. What about payouts? So I get that if you're using a plugin like Affiliately, it's more or less automated. So affiliates can kind of go in and self-serve, get their links and that kind of thing. Does that also handle payouts for affiliates as well? Yeah, it handles like you can set up like either PayPal or however you want to pay them out. Uh, You can set up like, I, I believe you can set up, most of them you can set up like ACH transfers, things like that. There's the only thing you got to do is set to set it up and, and it gets automated. You can pay them monthly, bi-monthly, or when, if they hit it, if they hit a specific commission threshold, then you can pay them out. So there's various ways you can do it. And the software, it's come a long way. It really has. And it's really been really beneficial for especially new brands to affiliate marketing because most of the time they don't have the education to really fully start an affiliate program and run it. And the last thing they need to do is sit down and learn how to do a new software and things like that. They, they have enough to worry about. Absolutely. The easier, the better for sure. So what about e-commerce platforms like Etsy or Squarespace? Do they also have plugins similar to Affiliately? With Etsy, the, these individual stores, those most likely you got to set up your own individual website off of that to to do this. Uh, I'm not aware of any Etsy plugins for affiliate programs, but I can do some research, but I'm, I've never, never heard of one. So the thing what you do is basically just take your Etsy store, create a, just a basic website and you can do it that way too. Okay. So let's dig in a little bit into the strategy of affiliate marketing, because I'm guessing that there are plenty of do's and don'ts and things that you can do to ensure that it'll be successful. What can listeners who are maybe thinking about setting this up, what can they do to ensure that they'll have successful outcomes with an affiliate program? The biggest one is do not bring in a large amount of affiliates. That's not the answer. You want to do the quality over quantity because a lot of brands, especially new ones to affiliate marketing, they just think the more affiliates they have, the better, the more sales they're going to get. But it's about the quality of them. So if you find a few content creators, whether it be influencers or people writing reviews about your products, get them on. They're going to do far better than just a bunch of random people you bring on just because you think you should have a lot. And that's the biggest issue I see is brands bring on a lot. And then they see that their active affiliate rate versus inactive is so off that they get frustrated and they, they just get rid of all the underperforming affiliates. So, but if you have a strategy of who you're going to go after and just bring on the, the highest quality ones you can, that's the best strategy and just not giving up on it too early. That's what I see happen a lot is after a month or two, they give up and say, it's affiliate marketing. My program's not working. It's, it's This is a relationship-oriented channel. you got to build relationships with these affiliates so that they can trust you and that they understand that it's like a partnership. So you have to give it a, at a minimum three to four months just to get going. And that's when you start seeing some traction. Anytime before that is just building the relationships, trying to find the, the partners you're looking for, solidifying your strategy and then just testing. You're you're doing a lot of testing in the first like one to three months just to finding out what works and what doesn't. Then you can really go from there. 
that's by far the biggest one is just that they give up too early. Absolutely. So in terms of looking for quality affiliate partners, what recommendations do you have there? Are there any red flags to look for? Or let's say I have an email list full of customers, like how do I know which ones will be good affiliates and which ones maybe to leave off the affiliate list? Well, you do. You definitely have to do research. There's bad apples everywhere. No matter what marketing you do, there's going to be people that try and take advantage. So every affiliate that comes in, just try and do your best to vet them. What I do is I research the person or the company just through Google, try and find out their reputation, find out what other brands are marketing, how they're marketing them, if they've had any negative remarks about them. You can always just reach out to them directly and say, hey, how are you going to promote our brand? Like, What do you plan on doing? And if it's something that either is giving you a little bit of hesitation or you're not sure about, or it's, it seems kind of sketchy, then you can move on. But it's all about just doing your due diligence up front and making sure that they are right for your brand. Because if they misrepresent your brand, that's on you. You got to, you, you let them in and then you, now they're messing things up and then you got to try and fix that quickly as possible. So to try and alleviate that, you got to just do as much upfront research as you possibly can. And are there things that you can do to support them, I think, more or less to control how they're sharing about your brand or to avoid anything that misrepresents your brand? Every program should have what they call terms of service. And that outlines basically what the affiliates can and cannot do, They where they can promote the product or service, how they can do it. Are there any channels that they cannot use? Like, for example, if you don't want them to use social media, you can put that in there. If you don't want them to do paid search, you put that in there. But you also have to specifically note it in there because they'll come back to you and say, well, it doesn't say that in your terms of service, which it may or may not be the case, but you have to have everything in writing so that if you do have an issue, you can go and point back to in the terms of service here is what we say you can't do this. At the beginning, like when they sign up for the, the program, there's like usually like a box that they check that they have read and acknowledge the terms of service that they can they have to check that and that, that that goes goes a long way as well. Absolutely. And are there any resources for finding terms of like even like boilerplate sort of templates for terms of service for business owners who are maybe looking to get started but they don't have like a big budget to get a lawyer to write that out for them? Yeah, no, I actually have a template that I use. I can provide that to you. I can we can get them a link to it. But uh but yeah, it's just it, it lists Basically everything, it's not overly legal. The affiliates understand it and, and you got to have a lot of specific things in these terms of service as well. Like the FCC has got to be in there and, and things like that. So you have to have a lot of uh, things in there. It's, it's a few pages long, but it's really not as bad as it sounds. But as a brand, you have to have it just to, to cover yourself and I can provide it a link for them. Fair enough. So it's a starting point, but Rick isn't a lawyer. So don't come after him if something bad happens. It's a free resource. So use at your own risk and your own discretion. I guess that's a fair statement. So are there other things that you can do just curious to ensure the success of that particular affiliate or of your affiliate base, like provide them with resources or post things that they can copy and paste like swipe files or anything like that? Pretty much what what you said is really good. What we like to do is set up like an affiliate like folder so that we put things in there like approved graphics that they can use for social media, approved like hashtags as well, a brand guide. So if you have a brand style guide, put that in there so that the affiliates know how they can promote the brand. 
with the color scheme and things like that. So there's a lot of different ways. And if you can put video files in there, even testimonials in there, pre-created content that they can copy and paste, anything content-wise that you know that your folks will be asking for, put it in there so that you can just direct them to that folder and they can just pull out what they need. Yeah, and it makes it easier for them, which is more or less going to ensure their success, which also will be your success. So it's all everybody wins, right? So I think it's worth talking a little bit about the ethics of affiliate marketing. It's a fairly new concept in the world of e-commerce and online sales. And definitely you see people disclosing the fact that they're using affiliate links, which I think is fair. You, do, you never want to really dupe anybody for using your link. And really, it doesn't cost anybody anything extra to use that link. But I think it's definitely something that you should disclose when you are using them. But apart from that, I think affiliate marketing of late has gotten like a little bit of a bad reputation because of like the Tony Robbins of the world. And people are likening these tactics to like MLM or network marketing. And I just want to know, like, because I know it's not exactly the same. And I want to know how we can be certain if we are setting out to create an affiliate program that we're doing it with ethics in mind. What are some things that we can do to make sure we're doing it ethically? Again, it comes down to vetting your affiliates because the affiliates are the ones that are going to cause the ethics problems. They're, they're going to be doing shady things and, and doing things that are against your brand. So it comes down to them vetting the affiliates, having the terms of service in place. But it's really with affiliate marketing, you're, you're right. It does have like a, a little bit of a negative stigma to it, but you have to, in terms of the, the terms of service, you have to, Tell your affiliates that they have to disclose if they're using affiliate links because it's a law. It just it just has to happen because if the government, especially in the United States, if the government finds out that you're not, if the affiliates are not actually saying that there's affiliate links here that they may be compensated, the brand is responsible for that and the brand will get a fine for it, not the affiliate. So that's why you have to vet your affiliates and let them know what they can and can't do because ultimately it's on the brand to make sure that everything's legal and ethical. And with ethics and affiliate marketing, you have to make sure everything's in writing. That's what it comes down to. If you have to have conversations with affiliates, and that's where multi ethical issues come, come down is with the affiliates because everyone's trying to take a shortcut to make money and they're doing it at the expense of your potential customers. And you don't want your potential customers to feel like they've been duped so it's just doing it right from the beginning. So setting it up from the beginning properly with the right affiliate platform, the terms of service, recruiting the right affiliates, and having the right strategy is, is going to go a long way to making sure that your program is successful and in line with all the potential ethical issues that, that may come with it. Because if it's set up right, you shouldn't have any of those ethical issues. It's the ones that are set up like incomplete or just halfway that become problems. And, and that's where the legal issues come in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at the most basic level, giving some level of certainty that the people who are reselling your products actually use and like and have gotten the results that they claim they have with your product. I think that's kind of more like what I was thinking about in terms of ethics. Like you're not just peddling products to make money. You're being truthful and honest when you say you love a product and you're recommending it to your valued network. 
I think too, just to be a little more clear when I say like the ethics have been called into question with big affiliate marketers like Tony Robbins, it's more around the industry where they're selling self-help or they're selling a lifestyle and they're making promises about the income that you could earn if you just do X, Y, Z. And what we're learning is that it's actually not true. It's it's a little, it's similar to network marketing in the sense that they're selling you a promise of a lifestyle and then therefore their affiliate marketers are selling that same promise. But there's some bending of the truth that is involved there. So I think that's more like what I was getting at when I was saying like, let's talk about the ethics about affiliate marketing. So most of the brands that I work with that I manage their programs for, we don't work with people who haven't tried the product. We don't just say, hey, you're affiliates and you, they write a review without even seeing the product. Like you said, they have to try the product, like it. And that's how you do weed out those bad apples. And for example, if you don't try the product, like for example, a water bottle, like I have a client who's a a water filter, like on the go water filter bottles. I couldn't have affiliates promote the product without them actually trying it. How how would they know it even works? It's one of those things you got to try products and don't be afraid to give samples away to these affiliates either because it's a cost, but it's a cost that I typically like to say is, is going to bring in more, more revenue down the future when they start promoting it. So no, I agree with you in terms of saying you're going to make X amount of dollars a year. There's no place for it, really, in general. It's just so misleading. And a lot of people make a lot of money off of it, obviously. But it's sad. But in the affiliate industry and in any industry, you try and just weed those people out. But the larger ones, they seem to hang on and, and, and really you know, like keep peddling it. Yeah. And I think really like honesty is the best policy. It's such an old adage. But I think when you consider that in the realm of affiliate marketing, you want your affiliates to be, they should want to be honest because if they're recommending or peddling products that aren't as great as they make them sound, well, then they've lost the trust of their network and that will all trickle downhill. But same is true of the vendor. If your product that you're selling, if people don't genuinely love it, well, that's really good feedback for you to improve your product. Absolutely right. Amazing. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you have a checklist for listeners. Yeah. So the checklist is really just for brands looking to start an affiliate program. It's a checklist of what you need to get started, to get it up and running step-by-step. So finding the, the platform, doing your competitive analysis, creating banners, like creatives, what creatives you're going to need to get started where to go find your first few affiliates, things like that is going to be in that checklist. And you can just, it goes in order of, of where you should start from beginning to end. And then once you finish the checklist, you should be good to launch. And then from there is where a more detailed strategy would be needed. But the checklist is, is very basic and it just provides them the essentials to get started. Amazing. I will be sure to link that in the show notes so that it's easy for listeners to find. And Rick, I always like to end these episodes with something really actionable. So what is something that listeners can do today, one action they can take today to get that one step closer to an affiliate program or creating an affiliate program? The first thing I would say is find out who Obviously, you should know who your target market is, but find out the type of people that you would want to promote your product. So for example, I'm going to use the water bottle example, on-the-go filter. So it's more like outdoor oriented. So 
you got to think about who you would you want to promote that. So you want to, people that are into camping, into hiking, into being outdoors, fishing, things like that. So you got to think like like that of who would be good targets to go after to promote your product. And that's probably one of the most important steps is just figuring that out. From there, you can branch off into a hundred different directions, but just finding out who the first group is will really help you get a head start in growing the program once it's launched. Amazing. Rick, I want to thank you very sincerely for your time and your generosity and sharing your expertise. I know that this episode is going to be very valued by our listeners because I think some of them are really interested in getting started with affiliate marketing. And it sounds like you have just that expertise for helping people get from zero to affiliate marketing. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Oh, no problem at all. Thank you for having me. And I just want to let everyone know that Affiliate marketing, starting a program is not that difficult. You just got to do it step by step and, and set it up properly. Yes. We'll take a page from the book of Nike. Just do yeah, it. <laughs> just do it. Thanks, Kelly. I love that we focused on the idea of promoting products that you truly use and love. Affiliate marketing has gotten a bad rap lately, and there are a million examples of people using unethical practices to make a sale. You can tell when someone isn't being sincere in their promotion, and it certainly doesn't help build the trust factor. Run far away from those folks. But if you really do love something, earning a nice tip for sharing it is a great way to make a passive income. I know I trust people in my networks for recommendations over cold and undirected advertisements. Start today by making a list of products or services that you already use and see if they currently offer a program that you can join. When it is time to start your own affiliate marketing program in your business, be sure to vet your affiliates to ensure that they, first of all, truly love what you're selling. And second of all, and this one is important, you want to double ensure that your affiliates' values align with your values. Because remember, they are an extension of you and your brand. And also, honesty is the best policy here. Until next time, Workshop Warrior, thank you so much for spending part of your day with me today. I just love hanging out. So let's do it again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Workshop Weekly Podcast, the show where no dream is too big and no topic is too small. If you like our show and want to know more, check out www.theworkshopweekly.com or leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you next week for another action-packed episode, you Workshop Warrior, you.